it's clearly bonus territory. Um, we have we've performed really well year to date, and we're now at a stage where we can actually relax a wee bit and learn a wee bit more about ourselves in what's going to be a very difficult environment over the next six weeks. What has worked that has enabled your team to play well this year? I suppose there's a couple of factors in this. Uh, one is that the panel has been um, broadened and extended. Uh, we now carry about 37, 38 players actually this year. and um, We've had a huge change. There was 12 new players brought in last year. There was 10 new players brought in the year before. Sorry, this year and the year before. So it's quite a turnaround um, on, on the original panel back three years ago. Um, we have um, focused a lot on a couple of key areas, uh, strength and conditioning. Um, we have a fellow there called Sean Boyle from uh, Sean from Mayo. So Sean's a great fella. It's put a huge amount of work into these these players. Uh, the players have responded well and are now doing all your round conditioning, which is massive uh, for for the team. So that that that's that's been the key point. Um, second thing then is that we have uh, looked at areas whereby we needed attention. Uh, Ford coach, as an example, and we took in Colum uh, McFadden. And Colum has done a lot of work with them, you know, on our scoring averages and our shooting percentages and our where we're shooting from. All that other stuff is, is all well improved. Um, not just on a data point, but actually on the field as well, you know. So they're they're two key areas, and then beyond that, then it's simply it's it's a progression of work that that keeper or that you know coaching is doing in overtime. Is it by accident or design you've got a couple of Ulster voices on the sideline with you, a la Paul Durkin and Colm Anthony McFadden? <laughs> um, listen, I don't know. Maybe it's subconsciously it's in there, but uh, the two fellas bring a, a huge credibility to them. Um, they're both very approachable fellas. They're both very honest people. Um, they have a really good way w- with players, you know. But they also have all Ireland medals in their pockets, you know. And, and it, it, they're recent enough Ireland medals that air players can see who they are and remember them playing, you know. And I think that's that adds a lot to our credibility for management team. You mentioned the 38 players. It's a big group of players, and you know it's not easy keeping everybody happy. Do you find that part of the job easy, or? Or, or, or maybe maybe you have the temperament you can deal with that. I mean, it's 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 never pleasant, but you you know you're not going to keep everybody happy. But how do you find dealing with that? Telling guys they're in the 26 or they're not, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera? Mm. It, it, it's clearly the most challenging part of my role. Um, that aspect of, of managing the 38 players. Um, to be honest, I think if you ask some of the players who don't make the 26, they probably think I don't manage it well, and I think that's a fair enough criticism. Um, because it is a very difficult place to be, you know, when they're pushing hard in training, and they are pushing hard in training, um, and when you have to tell somebody you're not making the 26, it is very difficult. And I, and I often had to say, and I said this to some of them, that you know they may well be one of the 11 best players on the squad, but I only need four defenders, and I only need four forwards, or whatever it is, you know. So um, you know, it, it's often not necessarily a fair process if they don't make the 26. But it's a, it's hard to manage. And I wouldn't say I get it right all the time, to be honest, Austin. But you've got a fair bit of it right because the results speak for themselves. Mm. You know, and, and did you feel on a personal level a sense of pressure to, to find results this season because it was your third year in charge? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, but, but not just for myself, but for this team as well because I know this team is actually good enough and I knew they were good enough last year to get up. Like, and I was very disappointed last year that we didn't make progress last year. Whereas in year one, I wasn't disappointed because I found it a very difficult year. Um, last year, last year we just weren't making sufficient progress. Um, and we, we should have been promoted. We got 10 points last year. We targeted 10 points, but it just wasn't enough to get us up. Whereas, whereas this year we said, listen, we simply need to do better. And the result against Leash at the first game of the year put us under a lot of pressure. Um, simply because every game after that was a must-win game. Um, but thankfully we have managed that.
Without giving anything away to Porrick Joyce, for a Connacht final of this stature against last year's All Ireland finalists, how do you start your tactical approach? Do you start from how can we get our best game out of us, or is it do you start from let's look at Galway? How do we stop them and make life as difficult for them? Where do you start from? I suppose Austin, there's a couple of things in that. Um, one is that uh, the, the approach I would like to take for the Connacht final is one where whereby we learn something about ourselves. Um, because I want to bring it through the next three games uh, in the All Ireland series, so I don't want this to be a wasted opportunity where we have uh, put all our eggs in one basket and, and have failed or otherwise in it. So, on this occasion, um, I would love to look at the Connacht final as a game that we can approach positively, that we can try our best to play football, that we can uh, showcase what uh, is positive about us. If that works out fine, if it doesn't, then, then so be it, you know. Um, but getting the balance between doing that and not being naive is I suppose where we have to strike that balance I watched them obviously the weekend there against Roscommon and they're very powerful they're very strong they're very good so um, anything we do is going to be a challenge but I think that's a challenge that we are actually looking towards uh, and not one that we're running away from so uh, how the game pans out we don't know well, on that point, people will talk about the perceived gap between the top-tier teams and, and the Sligos, etc. And that's fair enough. But surely your players are absolutely itching to see how close they are to the Galways, to the Tyrones, to the Kerrys, to whoever they end up playing over the next month and a half. I think that's, I think that's very true. Our players are looking forward to that. We are 20 places maybe behind Galway. Galway's a top four, top five team in the country. And we're probably sitting at you know, 24, 25 at this stage. So um, there is a huge gap there in, in respect to league standings, but I think all of these players want that opportunity. Uh, I mentioned somewhere before that um, had it not been for this All-Ireland series, that we would not get the chance to play these teams. Um, Galway aside, maybe in the Connick final, but the other All-Ireland series teams, um, because we're in Division 4 and now in Division 3, so it's unlikely we're going to get to Division 1 in the near future. So I think the opportunity to play these is something that we're looking forward to in testing. And we have players in that, in that dressing room um, who I believe have the qualities of Division 1 teams. And um, you know, now we'll know, I guess. As a matter of interest, were you tempted to pluck any of the current under-20 side for your senior panel this year? Or has scheduling just decreed that they go and do their thing and you do yours? Um, it's not so much uh, scheduling, it's more of an agreement with the county board. Uh, so two years ago we've agreed with the county board that we would not look at under-20 players until the under-20 season was over. Um, and I think that's fine because we need, need to give them time to develop and express themselves. And we really don't want a situation that, for example, the Derry under-20s are in at the minute. That's very disciplined of you because not every county does that. Um, yeah, but to be fair, it's a, it was a county board decision or a county, okay. I guess, from Sean Carroll, a county chairman decision. We were involved, obviously, and any consultant with us, you know, but um, I think players need to be given time to develop at their own grades before we bring them through. There's enough time for whoever it is, you know, um, to come into senior level and play senior football. And, and, you know, we are delighted because we're feeding off the success that they had here as well. One final thought from listening to you talking to other reporters, I detect you and Sligo are approaching this Connacht final, not necessarily maybe as a traditional mm. cup final top type game, but one of a series of All-Ireland matches that you, you are kind of taking these games in a group of four. Is, th is that accurate? Uh, that, that is accurate. Uh, certainly that's my viewpoint. Um, whether it's the players' viewpoint just yet or not, we'll have to see. This is a first meeting since, since, okay. the, uh, since the semi-final match. But certainly that's one that I will be uh, putting towards. This is a series of four games. This is a series of four games where we, we want to develop and learn and improve as we go through the four games. Um, and it's also one that we want to be looking for areas where we can actually get success. So, yes, Absolutely.